Hello, welcome to another episode of STEM Information Podcast, known as SIPS, brought to you by Technology Expresso. And hi, I'm Jacqueline Sanders Blackman. It's February 2017. February is Black History Month. So I want to take this episode and talk about a particular topic related to black history and, quite honestly, related to American history at large. And then I also want to tie some small parallels, not just to history, but to the future and where we're going with the digital highway and why our whole imagery of a train and full steam ahead is part of our mantra. And believe it or not, it all ties back to and relates to some of the things they were trying to accomplish and did accomplish with the Underground Railroad. So, first of all, let me step back and let's do a little history. Most of you probably have heard the Underground Railroad, but I probably have a few facts that you didn't know about or maybe have forgotten. So, this will be a great reminder. So the Underground Railroad was a network of secret routes and safe houses established in the United States during the early to mid-19th century and used by African-American slaves to escape into free states, such as Canada, with the aid of abolitionists and allies who were sympathetic to their cause. The term is also applied to abolitionists, both black white, free, and enslaved who aided the fugitives. So it basically wasn't a physical railroad. It just was a series and a route that was taken to help free slaves. Now, various other routes led to Mexico or overseas. An early escape route was running south toward Florida, which at the time was a Spanish possession and did not support slavery. However, the network now generally known as the Underground Railroad was formed in the early 1800s, somewhere between 1850 to 1860 was when it reached its peak. One estimate suggests that over 100,000 slaves escaped just within by 1850. British North America, as it was known at the time, Canada, is where most of those slaves escaped to. It was a popular destination as it had long borders and had many access points. Most former slaves settled in the Ontario area and today They've seen those areas that swelled during that time up to 30,000 people via the network during its peak of, of about 20 years. The number of fugitives can be debated back and forth, but there are various different ways that they measured how many people made it through the Underground Railroad. Some estimate that it was up to a thousand per year that were escaping 
from states that were holding slaves. At one time, there was more than 5,000 court cases for escaped slaves who were recorded, many fewer than the natural increase of the enslaved population. So more were escaping than they were importing at one time. So this had a big impact. So by all intents and purposes, the Underground Railroad was very successful. One of the legends is that some of the ways that they were able to be successful was using different terms relating to the railway to code messages. So, for example, people who helped slaves find the railway were called agents or shepherds. Guides who led groups of people were called conductors. Hiding places were called stations or way stations. A station master was someone that hid slaves in their homes. Escaped slaves were referred to as passengers or cargo. Slaves would obtain a ticket similar to what you may have heard in common gospel songs. They would sing about the wheels keep on turning, which was an indication through song when the train was leaving. The Underground Railroad also had financial benefactors, and those were called stockholders. The Underground Railroad was also sometimes called the Freedom Train or the Gospel Train. Many gospel songs were sung right in front of their slaveholders, although their slaveholders thought they might have been singing about heaven or what they called the promised land, they in fact were talking about their escape to Canada. Another piece of folklore regarding the Underground Railroad was that it was said that they would make quilts patchwork quilts of material, but they would lay the material out in such a way that it actually was a map that showed people the route in which they were to go. So when a slave was about to escape and they purchased their ticket, they would be given a quilt, and that quilt would be their map to know where the safe houses were. Now, some debate that, and that hasn't been fully substantiated, but one could imagine how that definitely could be used. All of that, for me, was a refresher. We heard a little bit about the Underground Railroad, but this really brought to light for me and highlighted how creative they were and how they overcame incredible odds in a foreign land, foreign language. So much was unknown. 
made huge sacrifices for their freedom and for their future and the future of their children. And we being the descendants of that. But note that the Underground Railroad was supported by all races working together. And that's the only way it could have been successful. It wasn't just the slaves working on their own. There were many, and including a lot of whites, who put their lives and families, lives on the line, to support the Underground Railroad and providing safe houses, food, shelter, water, and even financial support. There's one quote that really stands out to me that I've read that's accredited to Harriet Tubman, where she says, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves. That's a very powerful statement. And that really is why I was thinking about the Underground Railroad. But I look at that in terms of modern times, not in terms that people are slaves, but sometimes people are trapped and don't even know it. They're too grounded in what's going on in the here and now and the day-to-day and not really understanding moves they need to make for their future. Sometimes we get so comfortable, so distracted by what's on TV, what celebrities are doing, what the latest fashion is, and just being entertained in our free time, that we get lulled in a false sense of security. Yes, we're way past slavery, and we're starting to experience some level of comfort. But in our minds, we always have to be thinking, what more can we be doing and achieving? Have you found your purpose and your passion? And are you instilling purpose, passion, and work ethics in the next generation? Those people that took the Underground Railroad and sacrificed so much, it's their blood, sweat, and tears that we have the opportunities we have today. Getting too comfortable with where we are and accepting just getting by, just surviving, just living from paycheck to paycheck is not enough, especially when we have so many opportunities. There is so much that is obvious that statistics and predictions are telling us that the jobs and the careers, the leadership positions are in the direction of STEM and STEAM. This is why we're trying to get everyone we can to get exposure, to be aware, to get on board. So rethink, as we're talking about black history, 
let's also think about everyone's future. We're about diversity and inclusion. We want everyone to be successful. We want everyone to get on the train and we want everyone to arrive at that destination together. Our hope is no one gets left behind as we see this digital evolution and revolution happening. Menial jobs are going to be replaced by robots. Factory jobs are going to be replaced by robots. The people who can program and build and fix and maintain those robots and technology, those are the people that are going to have the jobs. Those jobs are going to be plentiful and well-paid. So realize the evolution of the work industry and let's get going. Time is of the essence. So something else, just another sip to share, to talk about, and hopefully to inspire you to come back and find out what's the next step. All right. Thank you again for listening to Technology Expresso. Thank you for all your support. Bye for now.